Good one. Well, welcome again to Fighting Football and Faith, but not particularly in that order. Uh, privilege also to take that tonight we've Pastor Lance, referee and all-round good guy, Jay. Uh, we're not going to talk about Jay. He's been involved in too much, but I love him anyway. And Mr. Peter Odenwingi. And just for him, I'll just remain the wolf's top. So God bless you, Mr. Odenwingi, today in all that you're doing. Um, I want us to talk about focus um, just for a while. Um, I think especially for men, it's really easy to lose focus, focus in our lives, focus in our family, focus in our careers, and especially in sports. Focus is a very, you know, powerful subject, really. If you lose focus, as we watched with some of the Premier League teams recently, you lose a little bit of focus, lose nine points, all of a sudden it starts to look like you're in a different part of the league. So, Lance, I'm going to come to you first. I've been, I've been refereeing a fair few matches. How do you keep the focus on the game when you've got stuff kicking off behind you, in front of you, around your back? What, what, what happens there? Interesting um, you should say that, because I remember refing a... Um, a football match um, years ago, and there was a crowd there. It wasn't it wasn't in the thousands. It was more like um, probably about two hundred and fifty people there. It was a contributor league game, and um, at halftime, one of the stewards came into me and said, "Ref, we've um, we've dealt with that idiot in the crowd who shouted something, and we've told him that he's banned for life, and we don't want him back in the ground." Uh, so we really apologise for what he shouted. And to, to which my response was, didn't hear anything. Because no matter what's going on in the crowd, I have to focus with what's going on on the pitch. And that's one of the things that you have to do as a referee. Um, you, have to, you have to keep your focus. And sometimes you'll run past a player and they'll have a nibble in your ear. They'll say something. Sometimes it's sarcastic, sometimes it's dissent, but I clock who it is and I think, well, I'll have a chat with you in a minute. But while the game's in full flow, it's massively important that you focus. And the reason I say that is because football is similar to driving a car on the motorway. You cannot afford to lapse in concentration on the motorway, on a busy motorway. If you do, you could cause a massive pileup. People could die, that kind of stuff. That's how serious it is. And I'm not saying driving a car on the motorway is like football. I'm just using the analogy to say that on the football pitch, a referee has to fully focus on what's developing or what could potentially develop in order to keep control of that match. Okay, Lance. The big hot topic in football at the moment is VAR. How much do you think that's taken the referee's eye off the, off the ball, perhaps, in certain areas? I think the jury's still out on um, VAR, and I believe it's got its pros and cons. Um, I think one of the things that the, the biggest complaints in football that I seem to be hearing from pundits as well as ex-players, some managers, is that it's taken away the decision-making from referees. Um, I don't fully agree with that because I believe some incidents, it is good to have VAR to go back and check to make sure that you you make the, the accurate decision that could affect the whole game. Um, I think it's a little bit overused. However, as they say at the PGOML, it, it's still, they're still teething problems. They're still trying to perfect it. They're still trying to get it right. I'm a Man United supporter. I'll confess that here and now. 
So I was very happy with the with <laughs> I was very happy with the nine nil result the other night. Um, but that watching that game, I always watch it from as a from a fan's perspective, but also as a referee's perspective. So oftentimes, if I'm watching it with with one of my boys, I'll say that's a free kick, that's going to be a penalty. He looked offside. And I would say nine times out of ten, I get it right because I'm watching from a, a referee's perspective rather than a fan's perspective. So I think VAR has taken away some of the decisions that referees made, but it's also added to some of the decisions that referees make in 90 plus minutes of a game. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, well, thanks for that perspective, Lance. That's great. Pete? Um, obviously, focusing in your game has been uh, paramount. Um, mm -hmm. But I want to ask you the big question, really, from a, from a fan's viewpoint. Um, obviously, to keep focus over 90 minutes is one thing, but to keep it over the longevity of a season, how hard is that? I want to start with saying VAR is in the game because some referees are fans <laughs> of certain <Hey>. clubs. <laughs> <laughs> So the, the, we're not letting Lance, co, uh, you know, be the ref for Man United games, right? <laughs> and still, can you sit a bit lower because your badge is sticking out and I can't focus on your face because eye contact is important. Lower yourself. <laughs> because you asked about focus, you know, I want to focus because when I see Wolves, I want to play well. I want to perform. But I want to look in your eyes. So, um, focus is uh, the key is always price, right? What is encouragement? Why am I encouraged with my walk in Christ is to please my maker. So you always have in your mind, what is the price if I do keep going? And as a footballer, you, you have the chance to go down in, as a legend, you know, in the club. So that's your motivation. I'll be like, okay, at the end of the season, I want to win the the highest goal scorer, the golden boot. And I want to win, and I want the fans to vote for me to as the player of the year. Mm -hmm. So that's my motivation. I'm not here to just make noise in one game, score a hat-trick against Wolves and pack it in. Because I scored away and I want to score at home as well. So that, you know, I put my name down, as they say in the Hall of Fame in sports, right? Mm -hmm. So the motivation is... For this season, I want to be top scorer. So I always set myself a target. I want to score double figures, you know. So it's always something yeah, that you are chasing. Because if you set yourself like, oh, I want to score. No, but um, to be the top scorer, you have to score 15. Or like there is a number that will give you a chance. So I always had numbers. And this is what I want to do, you know. So as, uh, you know, as believers... We have a target, you know. We you said it says be diligent to make sure your your election calling is sure. So you there is work to do on daily basis. On like you have to do certain things to make sure you get the prize. So um, in sports is the same, you know. To make sure you're the top scorer, you have to perform as many weekends as possible. So I always had that in mind. I want to be the top scorer this season. I want to be uh, the man of, for the fans. There's always something that I, I will say to myself. I, I look around and say, okay, this guy can be the man of the season. I said, no, I want to be the one. But for, for that to happen, you have to yeah. like run out for the 90 minutes and say, it, it's mine. <laughs> How difficult is it? Because obviously you played for the Albion and played for your country as well. 
when you've got both of those things going on, how, how difficult is it to kind of juggle the two? You know, where the priority lies, is it your country, is it your team, what is it? No, it's quite balanced. A few times I got myself into trouble because of that. And it's actually so funny. Uh, we had a midweek game in Nigeria after the official game. It was a friendly game against Kenya. But that same week we had Wolves on Saturday. So, um, and I had a little muscle strain. So I, I said to the coach, can I go back to England? Because we have a big game against Wolves at home. And um, I want to prepare and make sure I'm in the starting lineup. Uh, because if I arrive on a Thursday, maybe Roy Hodgson was the coach. Then he might say, I'm tired. I flew uh, six hours. I might pull a hamstring. So he might put me on the bench. And I have a little muscle strain. So I said to him, can I go back and have a few days with the physios so I can then train on the, on the Wednesday, Thursday and Friday. So I'm ready. To, so there's no joking with the starting lineup because these are the games I enjoyed most you know, and uh, derbies. But he w wasn't letting me go. And we had a friendly game in Nigeria against Kenya. And, I, and there were no spectators. You know, nobody even came out to watch the game. And I thought, I said, it's a chance to give the chance for the younger ones to play, you know, so that I'm like the older one. I had a muscle strain. I want to go. He refused. But what I did was a bit uh, stubborn. But I, I went to the secretary of the federation. I said, give me my passport. I'm going. So I took my passport straight to the airport because I had a flight and I arrived in England to which Roy Hodgson was pleased. But that game, uh, but that game cost me, uh, that decision cost me about seven months of no national team games. You know, that's when my manager refused to listen to me that I have to manage my club football with national team assignments. So I put my club on that week first. And also, like, I'm one of the older ones. I wanted to have a starting lineup. So I, I caused myself a bit of problems there. But I arrived. I still was on the bench against Wolves because, Roy, uh, I, I wasn't fully recovered from that strain, muscle strain I had. So to protect me a little bit, they still kept me on the bench. But luckily for me, I came on and scored uh, on the last <laughs> minutes, a second goal from Paul Sharner giving me a back heel. And, you know, some of, and there were already articles in the newspapers that, I have a problem with my manager in Nigeria, but my, my teammates, they were like, you're like, you know, God gave you something here. Like, uh, you know, you, I came on and I scored to seal the victory. So it was kind of justified, but it cost me about six months of uh, national team games, you know, because the coach said I disobeyed his, uh, say, him say no, stay and play in the midweek friendly game. But, um, you know, the, it, there was a price for it. They, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not I'm not enjoying this. Remember me. <laughs> so yes, yes, uh, it's difficult sometimes. You know, you have to make big decisions. Raheem Sterling once had a problem with Roy Hodgson when he said he's tired, and Roy lashed out at him publicly. And he said, "How can a young kid like this say he's tired?" But he plays for Liverpool at the time. He had lots of games, and I think that caused problems between them. So communication is so important. And he criticized him, say, how can a boy at the age of 18 say he's tired? But, you know, you, everybody is different. You know, he could be mentally tired. He could be dealing with other things in life that you never know. You know, we need to be careful with uh, how we handle those things because national team, you, he was looked at, he's not committed to the England call, you know. So it's, um, it's, a, it's a tough one for players. It's a tough one. Yeah, good. Thanks for that, Peter. Really appreciate that insight. I'm going to come to Jay now, uh, last but not least. Um, boxing focus, mate, in the ring. You take your eye off the ball for a second. 
to change the analogy. And you've had it, haven't you? You know, how, how yeah. please focus and what as a coach, how do you kind of instill that, you know, dogged focus in those uh, fighting? I think, you know, it all starts with the with the period of training and dieting up to the fight is the most important part. The fight's quite enjoyable, to be honest with you. Yeah, it might sound a bit silly, but to anybody who's been a boxer, um, the fight is quite enjoyable. The focus is mainly between eight and 12 weeks before the fight. That's when you really have to focus. And the main thing you have to focus on is diet, is what you eat, because of the, the specific weight you have to come in at. And that's the big thing for the coach. That's what a coach has to do. He has to weigh the boxer quite a lot, a couple of times a week, and make sure you meet the right things. And they're focused on sleeping as well, you know. I think a lot of sports people would tell you the same. It's the diet and the sleeping habits and stuff like that is your, is your main focus. Actually playing football or boxing or anything like that, for me, at a high level, that's the, that's the enjoyable part on the day or on the night. But um, as you say, so, so say for instance, if I was uh, somebody's coaches fighting Tyson Fury, I, I, I would say to them, their main focus is do not go nose to nose and keep your head off centre because of his jab is his, his main weapon. Now, if he's fighting somebody like, I don't know, uh, uh, Frank Bruno, I would say do not go to your right hand side, you go, go on to his left hook. So that focus, the, that focus would be for like eight to 12 weeks before. Do not go to your right, do not go to your left, do not stay central. So that focus has to remain for a very, very long time, yeah. weeks, hours, days, months. You know, it's not easy. And you'll find most of the best boxers in the world. That's, that's the difference between somebody who isn't a really good boxer. Me, for instance, I was a very aggressive boxer. So I used to lose focus and lose fights because of I was very, very aggressive. Whereas our brother Andy Flute was very focused. He's very focused on the mm -hmm. job. He did everything right. So he, he boxed at the highest level. He was, he was Andy from world class as a boxer, whereas I was just like English class, you know, because yep. my focus wasn't the best. But to be honest with you, I think any sportsman tell you the same. The, the actual game or the fight on the day or night is the easy part. That's a great part. It's the part we love. The focus is the, the weeks leading up to the big event, to be honest with you. Yeah, what I might do, Jay, is get Flutie on one of the one of the uh, talks that we have here. Andy's one of our good friends, um, and Andy will tell you uh, he was incredibly focused, uh, a fighting machine. But then when his focus changed and he, he became addicted to alcohol in particular, uh, mm. boy, did he erode his career and and his life really. And we thank God today that God's turned him around, don't we? But yeah, as a coach, I can say as a coach, not as a fighter. One of my main focuses as the coach, not actually fighting as such, is I have to focus on on, 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 on the fighter. So I have to know whether when they came, come to the gym, have you had an argument with your missus? Have you been drinking? Have you been eating the wrong things? You know, that is one of the main focuses as a coach and not actually fighting. is he, directing and guiding mm. the boxers to, to, to focus. But my main focus is, is watching what's going on. Are they running as fast? Are they running as far? 
are they lasting them enough in a round? Are they throwing powerful shots or mm. light shots? And that's a big difference. If you're throwing powerful shots, mm. you can get tired very, very quickly. Whereas a lot of shots don't hurt you because they're very light, but you're still working. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So definitely. I have to focus on that. Definitely. If you want to Andy's life story, he's, he's written a book called Jesus in My Corner. If you go onto Amazon, you'll, you'll find it. Um, I was part of that story, and, and God's been so very, very powerful and wonderful in Andy's life. In fact, his, his dad was probably instrumental in, in him being that good, wasn't he? Um, Jay, Alan Flute, um, old man Flute comes to our church. He's the loveliest guy in the world, but he's mm. sharp in terms of his focus, isn't he? He's, he's felt, uh, he, that, that's why he, he's, his plus points as a coach was, and he's, he's very, very morally um, a perfect man, if I can mm. say that, you know. Um, professional boxing, he's very dirty. He's it's not the best thing behind the scenes. Um, but Andy, Andy Flute's dad stayed an amateur boxer, which is very clean. You know, everything's done right. He's run properly, whereas professional boxing's the opposite. So Andy Flute's dad could have been one of the best professional boxers you'd ever saw, but his morals won't let him. So he stayed amateur until when to his thirties, mm. which is which is unheard of. Not many people do that, you know. Not many people stop amateur because they chase the money. Mm. Being a professional, amateurs don't get paid. Obviously, professionals do. And Andy Food's dad, Alan, he, he never turned pro because he, his morals won't let him, which is unbelievable, you know. Yeah, big big salute out to Mister Flute Senior. Um, yeah. Hopefully, Andy will show you this. And um, we miss him. We miss being at church, don't we? He's yeah. uh, one of the nicest, kindest guys I think I've ever met. And yet you can just tell in his spirit, he's just such a focused individual. Um, so we thank God for what he's done for the flute family mm -hmm. and, and, and just turning their lives around. Um, that's great. Pete, do you focus on Jesus? We were talking about a little bit about that before we came on, on the air, weren't we? You know, just tell the folks a little bit about how focused you are on your, your faith now. Now I have more time which is uh, such a blessing, you know. Um, I was listening to a message, actually, this morning. It's from a YouTube channel called Fig Tree. And he was explaining, the young boy was explaining how you dwell in him, you know, is the way to, to be an overcomer. Because during my football career, as you were using the word focus, we have different things that we focus on. And I'm writing an essay for my PGA now, it's on communication skills, how important it is to listen and uh, the distractors. So we have to identify among the assignment, you have to identify two things that I'd like deter you from listening to people because in communication, the most important thing is to listen. So because you cannot hear, you cannot communicate properly if you're not listening. So the focus, of course, when you are with fame, with parties, with games, being around people that are not, you know, the unequal yoking that we're talking about. You are constantly in a dressing room and we know like uh, not a lot of people are in the faith. So you, you expose your ear to like more of the dirty stuff. You, you listen to music, you know, the, all the music that influences your thinking. You wanna go out to the nightclubs, party, you know, women, alcohol, you know, a lot of times you are exposed to that. So now since I retired from football, but even in that, you know, I, I always still pray, 
Sometimes I will, you know, feel this Holy Spirit comes on me so strong. I'll pray, I'll cry in the car. I'll, I always was with God. But now since I've retired, it's a different totally game because now I choose as much as I can where I go to, which music I listen to, what am I influenced by. So it's, it became easier. And soon as it became easier, it became easier to grow because I feed my spirit, man. I feed him with the word. I'm less out there among people that, you know, provoke you to be a bit like, a, you know, of uh, what is called cool guy, you know, you're a bit more vain. You want to drive the big cars and walk, play the, the, the songs and show off, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's kind of provocative when you're there. So now I'm more in control of what I do. And of course, my treasure is the word of God, is my faith. It's always been there. But now it's just became easier because now I have more time to go to church. So I don't have to go to games on a Sunday and, uh, you know, uh, and uh, play. So I have more time for, for the word of God. I more, have more time for uh, to mix, to meet, to mm. do things like this. And when you do that, you grow because it's just as simple yeah. as that. You know, uh, what you are exposed to, you, be, you, you become it. Mm. So I am just grateful that, you know, life sent me you guys and now the more i roll roll with the people of god the more like them i become it's common sense kind of <laughs> <laughs> yeah you'll be you'll have me crying in the meat please you'll be supporting the wolves next come on <laughs> <laughs> that's not happening <laughs> well you know what's funny though see my first club okay i don't think the baggies will love this but I'm an honest man, like uh, you said, the boxer, what's his name again? Alan. That he re re Alan, he remained such a, you know, when I was a kid, I used to tell my mom, uh, like, you know, all these stories about kids' stories. So I used to hide under the bed and I would pump out and I'll say, mommy, I'm a wolf. Rah! And I'll try to scare her like I was a wolf. But And then my first ever football club in Belgium was called La Louvier. And they are the wolves. So that was my first ever European, uh, they are green and white colors of Nigeria, but they were called Ale Lelou. So our fans used to shout, Ale Lelou means go wolves. <laughs> so this is something Baggy's fans will not want to hear, but I was once kind of a wolf. So maybe the knowledge of wolves helped me to do some damage because they say, if you know, if you know your enemy, you can attack him easier, right? Amen. Amen. <laughs> So I was once among the pack of wolves. So yeah. I know how you guys behave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jay, Jay, I want to come back to you around focus, especially on your faith, because I know, um, you know, your life before you met Jesus was obviously on the wrong side of the tracks. Uh, and you've kept your focus and, and even more and more in the last months and years that I've known you. Uh, one of it, part of it was giving up some of the social media and not mixing with the guys that you used to mix with before. Just, just give us a bit of an insight as how, how you come to change your life, start to focus more on, on your faith. Um, so one of the first things I've heard from the Holy Spirit really was um, that he was just going to use me, just use my courage, because I've always been very courageous. Yeah? But alongside that blessing and that ministry, I still dip my foot back into my old life but I don't let the old life rule me I'll go back into my old life with, with, with the Holy Spirit with me you know the Holy Spirit is kind of like my bodyguard if that makes sense they'll say that can I say that you know <laughs> um, 
and that keeps me focused. But I think, you know, basically all I can say about my focus is, you know, that my whole life now revolves around trying to help people find what 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 I've got, what what I what prepares me is Jesus, you know. I try and help people to to find that focus, if that makes sense, you know, by just being I've got to say that I always say to people that a good example speaks a million words. Mm. And I, I try to focus on being a good example to the to the to the lads and the and the girls in the boxing clubs because there's a lot of girls there now on the wheelchair tracks as well. Mm. A boxing gyms kind of attract um, people on the wrong side of the tracks. And it's our job in there is to is to is to learn them about manners and learn to lose. If that makes sense, mm. learning to lose with, with that focus that you know I'm gonna, I'm going to try harder to win. Uh, you know, some of the kids are, are, are trying to tell them to try hard at school, try hard to respect the parents. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll tell them the story that I really got parents, you know, and I'll look at what, look what I'm doing today, and I'll, I'll go up to that parent. So if you've got parents, treasure them. Your school teachers, look up to them. They ain't there just as a job. School teachers, a lot of school teachers, great school teachers, it's from the heart. They, they want to help the kids, you know. Pastors, leaders in the church, you they want to help people. That has to be the main focus. Is wanting to help people, and that's that's what I do now. I just I just help people, but by showing how to be courageous. Courageous doesn't always mean being hit or, or sport. You can be courageous in life by being a great mom and dad. You can be courageous in life by being a great pastor. Mm. It, 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 it needs needs courage to sometimes say things that you know could hurt somebody, but in the end, it's tough love because they're going to make it it better. Uh, And that's my focus now is, I don't want to focus on the bad stuff that happened to me. It's a lesson that's helped me, but I just want to focus on helping people now, you know? I want to focus on helping people smile, whether they're 65 or 15. Mm -hmm. I I just want to, that's my life. That's the the gift that Jesus Mm -hmm. gave me. It's just been simply being, Help people folks, like you know, Pastor, you know, my favorite scripture is um, the one about the, 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 par- the paralyzed man. My favorite scripture is, is then four friends of his, or just four people you knew, they carried him up onto that roof. I like being one of them four people, mm-hmm. that's what I like to be. They, we don't know the names, they never got a slap on the back, nothing like that. We don't know who the boss, you know, but then four people that is my focus now. Is, that's the kind of answer I can give you, you know. When I think about focus, my focus is is, is helping people, is mm. is having people's backs, you know. It's like the safe that say if Satan's coming after you, bring your backs turned. Well, mm. I'm behind you. Nah, you haven't. You ain't. You're not attacking my pastor. Not a chance. I've got his back, you know. And that's 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 my focus. It is. I know, I know. I know that to be true, Jay, because I want it to go on record. However uh, embarrassed you are, is that throughout this pandemic, you are single, single and mindedly have stood by me single every single day. Um, every time I've spoken to you, there's been a word of blessing and encouragement. And for that, I want to thank you, my friend. You know, um, there's lots of other people who stood me and me as well, but I want to know, just go on record that Jay's, Jay, what you Jay's saying about his focus to encourage is, is definitely there in his heart. 
and also your love for Jesus and just spending some quiet time with him, Jay. Just, 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 just a minute on that, really, because that's 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 where our passion comes from. Isn't it? When you spend time with Jesus. Yeah, I've got a room at my house. I'm actually sitting in that room now. Actually, I've got a set of drums in the corner. My Bible's here on the table with the the, the pages open at Peter. You know, it's like my quiet place, my secret place. You know, what can you say? You know, we should we should find it quite easy to focus. To be honest, you know, come on, you know. I often say to people, you, you think you got, just imagine you got a friend named Jack or or James or any name, Peter, any name you want to pick, you know. And, 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 and this, this mate of yours, somebody tells him you might pass away. So he has to carry a tree all the way up Sidney Bank, up Sidney Hill. If he gets that tree to the top, you're going to live. And you just, that, that makes sense to a normal person in the street, don't you know? That's what Jesus did for us. You know, this secret place I've got here now, this quiet place, my war room, I call it, but it's just like a silent war, you know? Where mm. It's where I get to focus, where it's what helps me focus. I didn't really find that really until I came to, to, to the church, you know? I was just like, I was like a blind Christian running into walls all the time and banging my head. And now I've got focus now, which you've learned the pastors here, I've got focus, I've got, an understanding of who I am, and now I'm not running towards. I'm I'm jumping them, you know, mm-hmm. jumping them and keep going forward. If that makes sense, that answers your question. Totally, yeah, that would totally answer. Hallelujah! <laughs> yeah, you, you like that beat, didn't you? Yeah, mm, I love it. Well, I was the first. To be honest, I'm taking all the credit here, uh, Steve. I was the first to praise my brother Jay for the. He was the liveliest guy in the in the chat months ago, as I noticed <laughs> it, because you know. The spirit recognizes because he is doing a job that he doesn't know how it affects people. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes I read and I'm like, then I get, I put the music on and then I praise God. So I'm like, hey, look, this guy just stirred in me a bit of a desire to put the music on, yeah. and pray, you know. And you know what prayer can do? It's uh, yeah, it's uh, marvelous. So encouragement is always good. And yesterday I was reading Second Peter and he was saying. You know, it is my job to remind you to stir up the thing. So the word was this, stir up and remind. It's uh, as much as he said, I know you guys are doing good. Peter, Apostle Peter said, I am still reminding you to stir it up because sometimes we do need reminders. And and um, uh, Jay was doing that effectively. <laughs> Thanks, Lord. Mate, cheers. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Okay. Okay. I guess, I guess, really, in all of this, Jesus was the most focused individual that walked the face of the earth. Yeah. Pastor Lance, the Bible says that Jesus is based like a flick towards Jerusalem, um, to, towards that cross, and to our salvation. So, would you just pray for us as we go, Lance? That uh, those who've been listening um, on this session will just really find just some focus in their own life, and, yeah. and definitely peace with God. If you would, mate, that'd be great. Yeah, no problem. I'll just read one scripture before I pray. It's from 1 Peter 5, 8, and it says, Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. And that pretty encompasses everything that we've been discussing today because that word... (laughs) Pastor, lads, uh, I've shared the scripture today with the church. I shared the scripture of the church today, and that was exactly the same scripture I shared. There it is. Stay focused because. Wait, can I add something to it? 
Yeah, go for it. I'm going to have to add to it. So my last, my only post today on Instagram, I selected the, um, come on, load. I selected just a short one. And where I, I, where I uh, put is exactly that one that make sure no one steal your crown. It said, have uh, kept my word and have not denied my... And it was around. My feeling was about this thing that he goes around trying to steal, uh, steal the precious thing we, we have. And he's saying to make sure nobody steal your crown. So it's, we have to work because he is not asleep. And uh, we are just all three connected on this same thing because uh, it's again a proof we are one spirit, you know. And, and, and we have to stay focused and stay. Mm -hmm. So, Father, I just thank you for this discussion today. Thank you for um, Pastor Steve, for Jay, for Peter. And thank you for what you're doing in our lives, what you're mm -hmm. doing in their lives. Are you transforming their minds and their hearts, Father God? Lord, I pray for anyone who will watch this today, that as they hear honest, open conversation about just men, real men who love God, who have God in their hearts, who love the word of God, who loves Jesus, who loves the Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray that you something that is said will connect with them exactly where they're at. And I pray, Lord God, that we would guard our hearts we would guard our minds and we would stay focused on the task that you have set before us. I ask it in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you, guys. What I'm going to say, I'm going to show a bit of a challenge out there. Obviously, we talk about sub subjects and topics that we want to. If you guys, if you're out there and you want us to talk about anything in particular, would you let us know on Facebook? Mm. If you've got any, um, any questions for Pete, obviously, you've got a distinguished career. Um, although we played for the album, we're thinking of him about that. But if you've got any questions you want for Pete or for Jay or for any of us, actually, just uh, jot them down, private messages. We'll be glad to have a look at them. And um, it'd be great, wouldn't it, to have a bit more input? And as I say, Jay, I think we'll, we'll try and talk to Mr. Flute and maybe get him on for one of these sessions because yeah. I think it's important that, we, you know, you, you're watching us. Um, what we're saying is absolutely true. Uh, what Lance has just prayed, you know, we, we're just normal guys. We just have a passion for Jesus and uh, we just want to communicate that. You know, there's nothing kind of bizarre or weird about having faith. In fact, faith, ladies and gentlemen, makes you incredibly strong and uh, especially faith in Jesus. So uh, that's what we want to communicate. So God bless you all. Thank you so much for tuning in again and we'll uh, see you next week.